Hey everyone, I'm Mayor Sambal Siddiqui. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our weekly podcast, Women Are Here. Hi. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. It's about 117,000 degrees outside. I am in City Hall and in the AC because my fans at home aren't cutting it. (laughs) No, they're not. I have an AC, but like, it's just, there's so, it's just so much work, you know, with the doors and I'm like, uh, I just don't do it. So, and then if it, if it's, it's in the room, so then I'm like, okay, well then I'm just going to lay down, <laughs> you know, all these things. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just be in city hall by myself. So are you, um, are you going to sleep there this weekend with the ghosts? <laughs> no, I think I'll, uh. Uh, I want to, but the other AC in City Hall did break. So they're getting my office is okay. That's <laughs> the office. They have to replace the AC because it just broke. Oh my Bad God. time. Yeah. Bad time. But people know that there are ghosts at City Hall. I just want people to understand that. There are for sure. It's been scary. <laughs> You've seen one, right? Uh huh. I worked in that office for two years. No fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ghosts. Uh, anyway, this week has been so busy that I, I haven't had time to watch any TV. Have you? Um, no. And I feel like you got, you and I were like in a TV show this week where everywhere I went, you were already there. I know. I felt like that was the TV show. That but it was, was nice. It wasn't annoying. You know, it was like, oh, you know, hey, <laughs> are you, are you're going to this. Oh, I don't want to go alone. So are you going to be there? Well, also, I this is I just think it's so funny that we both cut the same turf to knock doors on Wednesday night. Like, what are the chances? I know. What are the chances? This whole city, literally the same 100 doors, we cut the same turf. <laughs> so it was nice to see you uh, out in Strawberry Hill on, on Wednesday night. Was that Wednesday? Gosh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so- yeah, it's been hot out there, knocking it's on the doors. So sweaty, disgusting. <laughs> so people have been so nice, though. Like, I, I got offered water more times on Wednesday night than I think I've ever been offered in my life. I know. People are like, wow, you're really out here. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Am I glistening? <laughs> <laughs> it's so disgusting. Like, literally, like, soaked dress, you know, like, soaked, like, nasty you know it's like wow this is what I'm doing right now my favorite is we took that picture of us and um I I got home and I I was able to like look at it and the the difference of my skin color in between my legs and my face it's like bright red (laughs) oh my god oh my gosh yeah I looked not great so I did not repost it but it's okay cameras you know the camera but um we, we have a few updates. Um, we're going to make this podcast short and sweet uh, with key up- updates. Uh, so one of the first ones is COVID-19 trends. Uh, for the week ending Saturday, August 7th, there were 82 new confirmed cases, which translates to 9.8 confirmed cases per 100,000 residents. Weekly case rates have remained stable for the past three weeks from July 25th to August 7th, which is the most available data that we have from DPH, the test positivity rate was 0.777% out of 24,223 tests of Cambridge residents. So 
So our the city and the public health department are really watching those COVID-19 case trends um, in Cambridge and then in the state itself. And, you know, I think we've gotten a lot of calls and emails. I've been tweeted at, Facebook message, Instagram direct, direct message. You know, when are the city of Cambridge, when is the city of Cambridge going to, you know, in, issue an indoor mask mandate? Um, when are we going to be adding more days of testing? So these are all things that we're working on um, with the city manager and city leadership to try to figure out um, how to respond, best respond in this moment where um, it does seem like cases are on the uptick. And, um, you know, we do need a lot more testing. I, people keep sending pictures of, you know, the Cambridge Site Galleria waiting outside for an hour and people are trying to do it on their lunch break or, um, you know, and it's just taking a long time. So we, we are looking into that. I um, we should hopefully have some updates next week. Yep. The, um, the public health department also shared some information with the community about a COVID-19 cluster at a Cambridge summer program. It was a city run program. Um, I think I'm just gonna shout this out to the city of Cambridge communications team. I think that that was um, a really confusing message to get. Uh, it was very, very vague. It was like, there's some summer program that had 32 cases and you know, then there was, I, I got a message from um, one of the camps that was like, it wasn't us, right? Like, so I think there is a way to kind of transmit and communicate information like that, that makes it clearer and less vague. Um, so Cambridge communications team, let's, let's ramp up the. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure who wrote the statement, but yeah, I, I think you and I both had some follow-up questions. I mean, even with the vaccination, you know, issue, not only of who is it, but also the vaccination issue, um, you know, how many were actually vaccinated versus not. I think there was a mixture, but anywho, you know, if we do get more information on that, we'll, um, we'll definitely post it. So yeah, speaking of vaccination updates, as of August 10th, 74% of Cambridge residents had received at least one dose of the, the vaccine and 68% of residents were fully vaccinated according to the state's municipality vaccination reports. Um, and in testing, August 1st through the 9th, uh, 3,575 tests were administered at the Cambridge side and the 50 Church Street site. So that's quite a lot um, based on what was happening in, in June and July. So it's, it's definitely, people are definitely out there getting tested. Um, we're feeling it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I really think we need, we, we both of us, we agree that going, we had seven day week testing. So um, I would love to see that come back and have just more, you know, North Cambridge was a main location. So I think that's what's next. Um, but as soon as we have some more details, we'll, we'll definitely share. I mean, I think that that's what helped keep Cambridge residents so safe. Right. Was making sure that every single day there was adequate testing. Um, you didn't have to wait in a huge line. You didn't have to be around other people, right? Like I think it was very, very successful and there is a huge need for us to go back to that seven day a week testing now. Right. We, another, another news we did, um, there was, because of the heat, there were cooling centers available today yesterday and Wednesday uh, at the field house at the War Memorial um, Recreation Center from nine to five. Um, 
I think in the future we should probably do longer because the sun doesn't go down till. I mean, it is hot till like at least until seven. Um, so yeah, and should- I feel like yesterday when we were at that um, Inman Square first Thursday, I felt like it was even hotter at seven o'clock than it had been at five o'clock. Right, right. So I feel like maybe in the future, if we do have another emergency, it should be from like nine to nine to eight. So, um, and I, actually, a constituent did reach, did reach out about that. Um, so, do you have any well, sense of how many people are using the cooling center? I don't know. I didn't get an update on that, but we'll find that out too. I'm very. I am really curious because um, I think we have. There were of- being, you know, there were also rides being being provided yeah um but yeah again we'll have to i think after today we'll get the full information on how it was actually utilized who's providing the rides oh i forget oh Cam- i think it was cameron and elder services okay you just said a lot of like squeaky things it was the oh. cambridge somerville elder services yeah yes that's what i meant i think i think i think i saw some kind of tweet i was like oh that's great um so Okay, well, that's, so that's open tomorrow as well because it's supposed to be really hot again tomorrow and then I think it breaks. Is it open tomorrow? I hope so. It's supposed to be 91 degrees tomorrow. Okay, I, I think it's just open today and then not tomorrow, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll work on that. Um, yeah, so that's sort of the, the public health announcements that we have for you around COVID and um, the extreme heat wave that we are experiencing right now. Um, we did have one meeting this week, which was on Tuesday. Is that right? Yes, Tuesday, because then we had the video. Oh, right, right. Okay, so it was the Civic Unity and, and Human Services. It was a gun violence strategy meeting, which brought together um, two of the city council committees that deal with um, you know, these either human services or civic unity. And um, we really wanted to talk with our departments, both the, you know, the Cambridge Police Department, the Peace Commission, the Department of Human Services, uh, the city manager's team to really strategize about how we are going to move forward um, and address some of this uh, gun violence, not just what's happening right now, but also um, the root causes of the gun violence, because that has been a real topic of conversation uh, in the community that, you know, we can, of course, respond to what's happening right this moment, but it has been um, something that we've needed to address for a long time in a more holistic and wraparound model kind of way. And um, I thought it was a good conversation. Yeah. I think there's some outstanding things that we have questions around, around, you know, Cambridge Works and how much the, the actual pay is, you know, the living wage is 17. Uh, there's some like tangible things that obviously the council can maybe is within our purview to really influence. And so um, I think you and others had a lot of good, good stuff to good ideas and good things to say. Yeah. One of the things I think what people agreed with across the board that um, certainly we have a lot of programs that support our, our youth and young adults um, and they could, definitely use a reset and a retool in this moment, right? Like the um, Cambridge Works has been around for 10 to 15 years. um, And, you know, it's serving some some folks, but it could be doing a lot more and and trying to figure out like, is it the pay? You know, is it, you know, it's $15 an hour. 
Could it be higher? Um, is it the way that we pay um, these participants, right? Like they have to wait two weeks for their first paycheck. And I was saying on Tuesday night, like even places like McDonald's are figuring out how to Venmo a daily pay <laughs> to okay. employees just because they understand and realize that, you know, it's about getting that money right into your page, into your bank account so that you can um, pay your bills. So really thinking out of the box and trying to figure out like with the programs that we have, how can they be thought about um, and reimagined in this moment and really trying to figure out like, let's kind of check our feelings at the door um, and, you know, the turf wars need to be put aside and like, let's really figure out how we can hold our young people and our young adults uh, and make sure that we have programs that, that really serve them but that there are also gaps in those services. And one of the gaps that we all seem to agree on on Monday, Tuesday, was that um, we need a violence interruption program. And there was a couple of different programs that people had heard of or were being, um, that had been proposed. So um, the one that you and myself and Councilor McGovern had heard about was one from Equity Roadmap that was, um, based on a program out of Richmond, California, that has quite a lot of gun violence, actually. And it's about employing formerly incarcerated residents to provide mentorship, to do those restorative justice circles, um, to do workforce development, to really be there and catch our young people and provide um, a real lifeline to, um, to folks who have kind of been in it. And, you know, are on the other side of it, it's both an employment program for formerly incarcerated residents but it's also a violence interruption measure. Um, I believe that uh, Isaac Diablo, who has done some amazing work uh, in the greater Boston area has come forward with some kind of program. And then Councillor Simmons was talking about an, an, a program called the OG program, uh, which is, we're all essentially kind of talking about the same thing, um, making sure that we are connecting our young people and our young adults to those in our community who have um, maybe been incarcerated, maybe been in trouble, um, and who have some some great mentorship advice and uh, programs. So it sounds like there's some cohesion around pu putting together some kind of program like that pretty quickly. Right, right. And so after that meeting, we channeled everything into a vigil, uh, which I think was pretty well attended. And there are a lot of speakers, including, you know, Rochelle, Xavier's mom, um, Denise, Justin Crosby's mom, another young man. Um, and there was, yeah, there was, you know, it, it, there was a lot of, um, some speeches from a few folks. Um, but I think it, it was a good, it was all about, I think the goal from Councillor Simmons was to focus on the healing and to focus on the work ahead. And, um, so I'm glad we could both be there. Yeah, everybody, I would, I didn't stand up front with uh, all the electeds and afterwards people were like, why were you up there? I was like, because I was openly sobbing, <laughs> right? Like it's really hard for me. It's so hard for me to hear those moms talk about yeah. uh, losing their, their young people in their life and, um, mm -hmm. and just standing up there, just stone fate. Like I just can't do it. So I, whenever, <laughs> whenever it's going to be something like that, I tend to be more in the back and, and um, be able to feel my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was nice to gather, and we had, you know, we lit candles at the end and really remembered those who have been lost uh, in our community, and and focusing on the work ahead. Well, we didn't actually light candles. We, we it was the 
those pasta candles. Well, thank God, because the last time we lit one of those we exactly. lit candles, um, I was standing next to former state representative and city councilor Alice Wolf, and her paper caught on fire. Oh, it was like, never again with never the again. actual candles. Never again. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. They're fake people. <laughs> um, let's see. What else did we do? Um, this week, I guess that was yesterday, we went to recess, which was like a four-week-long um, pilot that my office um, and a few others, including Agenda for Children, Cambridge Public Schools, um, you know, the CHA Workforce, Friday Night Hype, um, had, you know, put together for rising sixth to ninth graders. And so, you know, it, it was really kind of like for the middle school students but by them too, uh, in that they helped really design key components of what fun could look like. And so um, it was a four week uh, initiative and I, you know, I think we're gonna be doing it again next year. And so I was really just happy that we were able to pilot a program for kids. It was so fun. Um, and just watching all the kids, just, you know, as the mom of a middle schooler, I just, their, their life has been just pretty upended. Um, by this pandemic, not being able to be with their friends, not being able to participate in so many of the activities that, you know, middle school really brings. Like middle school is this time where you become independent, right? Like you get to do all these cool new things. And over the pandemic, that just really stopped. So this program and the the fact that it was like drop in, um, there were so many like really amazing community mentors there that were there like teaching kids chess or how to make, um, you know, there were STEM activities, there was arts and crafts, there was uh, people were playing basketball, they were on the field, right? There was a DJ yesterday, there was food. It was just, it was so, it was very laid back and casual and in a way that like, if you have middle schoolers, you know, they're like, they're like cats, right? You can't, if you like them, they won't come near you. Yeah. Like if you try too hard, they're like, forget it. But if you just kind of like make yourself sort of available, they're all into it. So, and that's what I, that's what I noticed yesterday with, with these, you know, sixth through eighth graders is that they had clearly been sort of invited, um, but not through, it wasn't a try too hard kind of situation. And they were clearly like loving the program. Uh, I'm so excited about what you guys are going to put together next year, because I think, um, what happened this year based on uh, how kind of late it was approved and mm-hmm. kind of some of the things that came together very, very late. I can't imagine what it's going to be like next summer when um, a truly more, and more people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the thing about it was like, it was a truly collaborative thing, right? It wasn't just the agenda for children or it wasn't just pink Sunday or it wasn't just, um, Friday night hype. It wasn't just the Cambridge public schools. It was like all these people together doing this cool thing. And I, I think it's a model um, for like moving forward on how to work yeah. collaboratively together and, and serve our young people. So a huge shout out to B Kimmerman and Jeff Goldenson, who really, this was their baby and they thought of it. And the name was actually from Dr. Turk. So um it was like, it, it came together very, I remember the first meeting on it when uh, B and Jeff were like, here's what we're thinking. And I was like, all right, give me more, you know? <laughs> and then slowly by slowly, they made it happen. And 
obviously it, it just it's kind of just wild how it all came together but anyway thank you to kirk and many others involved um with all the work that they did so that's that we were sweating we were definitely sweating um <laughs> this, this like i feel like we should name this podcast we were sweating we were sweating yeah 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 um, <laughs> Something we were sweating, and it was a good thing we were sweating about. Uh, we have a Cambridge Rise update. So we, you know, are almost completed. Our program manager, Jackie, has almost completed onboarding of mostly all the participants who will be participating in the Cambridge Rise. Um, yeah. And so the next steps really are um, the disbursement process. So those dates, you know, it, it's all, I'm not going to get specific specifics I don't want to jinx it but uh you know sometime this month that the first payments will be going out uh and so been a lot of behind the scenes work um but it's exciting I'm so excited I was saying on our meeting yesterday I when those first disbursements go out like we're just all gonna like fall down on the floor (laughs) (laughs) it it has been it has been such a joy like this has been such a good program and pilot to work on um but man gosh we're getting there it's happening i just will be so relieved when that disbursement goes out uh because what (laughs) what an accomplishment pandemic yep so um okay so those are sort of some updates that happened this week it was a little bit slow as we said we just mostly sweated um (laughs) 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 <laughs> there are a couple of uh, upcoming events that we wanted to let you know about. Tomorrow, Saturday, August 14th, is Port Pride Day, which um, happens at Clement Morgan Park. There is going to be food. There is going to be music. There is going to be fun. Um, it is going to be a little bit hot, and you will likely see Sumble and I there sweating again for the 50 in a row. Um, but I believe it's a 11 to 4 and everyone should come out. I go every year and it's always so much fun. What time are you getting there? What'd you say? What time are you getting there? I have to go pretty early because I have, I'm seeing my dad tomorrow who I haven't seen um, in a meaningful way in a couple of years. So he's here right. and my sister and her baby. Oh, good. Oh, yes. nice. They're coming from Canada. Yeah, yeah, they're here already. Oh, fun. I know I can't um, wait, but so I'll probably be there from like 11 to 12 and then head down um, to see them. Okay. Maybe I'll meet me there. Then. <laughs> Maybe I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. So if you like to run, uh, the summer's classic 5k road race is taking place Thursday, August 19th at 6:30, starting on Sydney street. There's going to be traffic impacts in the Cambridge port and central square areas. <laughs> I haven't run a 5k in ages, but <laughs> I hope someone does. I hope someone does. And it does look like um, next Thursday will be a little bit, it'll be only be 82 degrees, not 97. Great. So um, another thing we wanted to let you know is Liam's Lunches of Love is um, putting together a back to school initiative and you can purchase back to school supplies for um, kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade. Um, you can do it right online, but the police station and the fire station are collecting those back to school supplies uh, for children who are unhoused through August 15th, which is Monday. So take a look. You can uh, Google up Liam's Lunches of Love School Supply Drive, and you can just actually just click right on the right on the Internet. It will take you um, right to all of the, the choices. And they're very um, 
you can you can donate something for less than five dollars. So take a look at that. Make sure you participate, and uh, that's happening until August fifteenth. Great, great. Um, and then this is maybe how I get my big break. Um, there's an upcoming filming around MIT campus happening August twentieth to twenty third. And so there's going to be some helicopters that are going to be used during the overnight hours on Sunday. Oh, I cannot wait until the emails come in about that. Can't wait. Parking will be restricted. The production company is doing extensive outreach in the impacted areas. I wonder who it is. The last time something like this happened was George Clooney came. Um, and, and, and I am Even made... Ben Affleck. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see Ben. I just saw George. Oh. Um, and I saw George like directing and like literally tried to meet him but it didn't happen <laughs> someone like was like oh you know the mayor wants to meet you and he, he was like it. uh sorry no <laughs> i don't care um nancy tower was with me so that was funny she was like i'm here and i was like okay i'm coming <laughs> <laughs> thanks um, for the text ladies yes oh sorry it's our neighborhood sorry <laughs> um but like literally i watched it was really cool so i really maybe this is I'm going to go stalk and see if these are celebrities. So if you want to come stalk. Who would be like the person you'd be most excited? Oh my gosh. Wow. That's a really good question. Oh, there's such a long list of celebrities. I love celebrities. What about you? Do you have like someone off the top of your head? Um, yes. Okay. I would love to so the, um, who was that guy that was married to Jennifer Aniston that was in the leftovers, Justin, something or other. Really? Oh my God, I love him. This is Jennifer Aniston's ex-husband. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, Justin Thoreau or something. Oh my God, so handsome. Really interesting. interesting. Like I would love to see George Clooney too. Don't get me wrong, but he's probably not yeah. going to But that's- Well, the thing is I met one of my favorite people in 2014, October 6th. Um, no, October, excuse me. <laughs> it was October 14th. Matt, John Stamos in Chicago. I love John Stamos. He was, he was just so nice and attractive and just honestly one of the nicest people I've probably ever met. Like he was just a joy. So like so, you, you watched, so John Stamos for you was like in what? Full House. Full House. Okay. For me, it was like General Hospital. <laughs> yeah. Blackie. When, <laughs> I, when he said that, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love when sometimes I'm like, oh, I am 20 years older than you. <laughs> yeah, like when I was in like middle school and high school, like General Hospital and John Stamos. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I met him already. I do love Tracy Ellis Ross oh. because of friends and blackish. So, and she went to Brown, which, you know, it's cool. And so I would love to, I would love to meet her. Um, I just love when celebrities come nearby it's just it's so fun well we'll have to report back and let everyone know who it was and maybe we will have met them um yeah. but hopefully all of you listeners will be lucky enough to meet your favorite celeb crush <laughs> this weekend tell us who it is. yeah tell us who it is all right well see everybody next week Thanks for tuning in. Um, you guys have any questions or you want to tweet at us? I'm at A-M-M-A-L-L-O-N. And I'm at Mayor Siddiqui. 
M-A-Y-O-R-S-I-D-D-I-Q-U-I. All right, everybody. Stay cool. Hit that cooling center if you need to. Um, If you see someone myself out there, throw a water at us or a sandwich. We're out there. We're out there. We're working. (laughs) Yeah. Seltzer, please. Bye. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) See you next week. Bye.